Welcome to Grant and Hope's podcast, where we explore themes around the prophetic and the supernatural. As staff at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, we desire to equip the saints for the work of ministry in the power of God. Hey guys, I want to talk today about embracing and emphasizing the gift of prophecy, as well as how do we relate to others in the church who may not always agree. And what I want to share today is an article from Sam Storms. And Sam Storms is a lead pastor at Bridgeway Church in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. He's also on board of directors of Desiring God, that's John Piper's ministry. And he also serves as a member of the Council of the Gospel Coalition. So he's a very uh, conservative, Calvinistic, charismatic, (laughs) Christian hedonist as he describes himself. He's a really cool guy. Uh, What I want to share today is from an article on these topics called What Should We Think About the International House of Prayer in Kansas City and Mike Bickle. And I want to make a few comments on it. And the reason why I want to share a few points is because I found this article very helpful for two reasons. Number one, I found it helpful in helping give more language with, to me on how we relate to others in the church who may not always agree on the same beliefs. And two, it gave me language, some more language on related to embracing and emphasizing the gift of prophecy. Now about Sam Storms, I really want to recommend to you guys two books. The, uh, the Beginner's Guide to Spiritual Gifts, and another book called Practicing the Power by Sam Storms. I own both of these books, and I also look to them as essential resources when teaching on the prophetic and the spiritual gifts. So without any further ado, I just want to read parts of this article, and then I'm going to make comments about it at the end. So this is uh, from Sam Storms' article. This is what he says. Let me bring this first article to a conclusion by saying something about Mike's theology. As noted, he and I differ on a few issues, but that has never hindered our ability to partner closely in ministry for seven years and has not affected our relationship to this day and never will. People today often choose to separate from other Christians because of differences on secondary issues of theology. By secondary, I mean those doctrines that are not foundational to the Christian faith, issues that are not essential to being saved. Foundational or primary doctrines would include such matters as the truth of the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit being eternally distinct yet co-equal persons in the Godhead, each fully God deserving of the same glory and honor, the inspiration, infallibility, authority, and inerrancy of the Bible, together with the affirmation that it is the perfect and final standard by which all truth claims are measured, the virgin conception and birth of Jesus Christ, his sinless life, his penal substitutionary sacrifice on the cross, his bodily resurrection, his literal, personal, physical second coming, as well as salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. One might also wish to include in this list the reality of an eternal heaven, first saved and eternal hell for the lost. I'm sure there are some reading this article who would dispute my list of foundational truths. Some of you may want to include other doctrines, while others would probably delete a couple of the ones that I listed. That's not my primary purpose in this article, so I'll proceed. Mike has always passionately affirmed each of these primary truths. 
So at this point, you might be tempted to ask, why would he be the target of so much criticism? Good question. Of course, if you knew the mentality of many in the broader evangelical world, you wouldn't have to ask. There are reasons why Mike is vilified by, by so many. First, it isn't so much Mike's belief in the contemporary validity of all spiritual gifts, a view that I enthusiastically embrace. It is, I believe, his emphasis on the spiritual gift of prophecy. His critics are of the mindset that anyone who believes God still speaks through revelatory gifts such as prophecy and word of knowledge necessarily undermines if not outright denies the final authority and complete sufficiency of the Bible. I know many people in the evangelical world, a lot of high caliber theologians, and not one of them is a more vocal, sincere proponent of the finality, authority, and sufficiency of scripture than Mike. He will never, ever permit any alleged prophetic word to be spoken that is in conflict with scripture. Some of you may think it is impossible to hold to the prophetic gifts today at the same time one embraces the sufficiency of Scripture. Let me simply say, as kindly as I know how, you are wrong, but that is a debate for another time. Second, Mike has been the recipient of numerous supernatural encounters from the Holy Spirit. Sensationists are incredibly skeptical of the validity of these experiences. I am not. If you are of the mindset that angelic encounters, trances, visions, and miraculous healings no longer occur, perhaps you should read your Bible more closely. Yes, that was a bit snide and snarky, but that doesn't make it any less true. You can believe Mike is lying about his experiences if you wish, but I can't think of anyone who has more integrity, honesty, and humility than Mike. I have no reason to doubt his claims. Third, another reason Mike is subjected to ridicule and routine, routinely, routinely called a heretic. Yes, the man who believes all those doctrines that I noted above is still called a heretic by many. The reason why he's called one is because of his decisions regarding with whom he will associate, on what platforms he will speak, and the people he invites to his conferences. I can assure you of this. If anyone denies any of those foundational doctrines noted above, Mike will not give them a microphone. Yes, he visited the Vatican and spoke with the Pope. By the way, he alone, of the several evangelicals present, he had the courage to speak up and ask the Pope his views on the, on the necessity of faith in Jesus and whether or not he is a universalist. Yes, he is friends with many who might do or say things that are a bit goofy or off base. Forgive me a little sarcasm, but I'm so glad that none of you have ever said or done anything goofy or off base. God bless you for that. <laughs> so these are just a few uh, quotes from Sam that I wanted to share on his article about Mike Bickle. And you can read the entire article. I recommend you read the entire article. It's from samstorms.com. Uh, you can look it up later. But why I wanted to share a couple of these quotes is why is this important to me? Well, number one, I think it's important to remember that believing in the core foundational doctrines, I'm talking about believing in the main things, such as like the Apostles' Creed, this still, when we believe the main things, this leaves plenty of room for us to disagree theologically. And it's important that its confession should be enough to regard each other, each other believers as orthodox, and meaning like we can still be friends and we can still partner in ministry. I think it's wrong. Uh, it's a wrong mindset 
of like what Sam was talking about of Christians separating from other Christians because of different differences on the secondary issues issues of theology like why are why is that normal to 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 separate based on secondary beliefs I don't understand I just want to emphasize hey like what what Sam said it's important that when the core foundational beliefs are if that's the same the main things are the same like the apostles creed we confess the apostles creed the nicene creed some of the main things that leaves so leaves us plenty of room for us to disagree but still uh even partner and be friends number two i think it's important that we continue to value the prophetic the authentic prophetic and like he, he mentioned you know Mike has gotten a lot of flack from just different heresy hunters and stuff because he uh, emphasizes especially the spiritual gift of prophecy. But he's the first one, you know, I loved how Sam was defending Mike because he would never, ever permit any alleged prophetic words to be spoken that is in conflict with Scripture. Like, he's not going to put up with that, and, and I don't put up with that either, you know. But also, the thing about Mike that's so unique is he has had many, many, uh, with IHOP's history, prophetic history and things, there's been many occurrences of different angelic encounters and trances and visions and miraculous healings. And there's a lot of sensationists that are incredibly skeptical. But Sam Storms backs up Mike in this, and he said... (laughs) If you don't think that these things happen, if you are of the mindset that angelic encounters, trances, visions, and miraculous healings no longer occur, perhaps you should read your Bible more closely. That's what he says. You know, I love that. I love uh, the here we are. Here's a conservative, Calvinistic uh, guy who's associated with, with associated with John Piper's Desiring God and the Gospel Coalition. He's defending that these valid, these encounters, these experiences are valid for today. And it's not wrong that, you know, Mike emphasized the gift of prophecy because in the same hand, it's all about the spirit and the word. It's both full, you know, full of both. And um, I think it's important to remember that someone might argue that if you base your relationship with God on experience, you could be deceived. Well, that's true, but on the other hand, if you study the Bible and it doesn't lead you into an encounter with the Almighty, then you are already deceived. Think about that. That's what I like to encourage sensationists to think about. It's like, man, if you're not experienced in Jesus, then what's the point? I just think it's important that we continue to value the prophetic. And there's a, a recent blog from Adam Wittenberg that I just want to want to read of why we value prophecy and the prophetic as a core value at IHOP KC and it says we must be a people confident in God's intervention to provide for to protect and direct his people now and through the end times we desire to stand boldly in faith for what the spirit is saying over the church and the Lord has always spoken to his people it continues today Amos 3.7 says, Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. 
We believe in both the gift of prophecy that is meant to encourage believers and in prophetic words and visions given to inform God's people about what is ahead. It is not always popular to embrace such messages, and controversies seem to always be following the prophetic realm. However, God's faithfulness to fulfill the very things he chooses to speak, even through prophetic encounters, has been an undeniable part of IHOP Casey's history since its beginning stages. So let's continue to eagerly desire all the spiritual gifts, especially that we would prophesy, especially uh, Paul warns not to despise prophecy, but to hold fast to what is good. And I just think about, uh, I really appreciate Sam Storms and this article and him just standing up for Mike because he said, he mentions at the beginning of the article that he gets asked more about Mike Bickle and IHOP KC, probably more than any other subject. And I just loved how he defended Mike and stood up for Mike and made some really good points in this article. So I encourage you to check it out. But thank you guys for tuning in. I pray that the Lord would continue to reveal himself to you as you grow more in love with him. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please give us a rating on iTunes and feel free to share with a friend. Our ministry is made possible through our financial partner team. If you feel stirred to give, you can do so by using the link in our bio.